This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. Good morning, everyone, and uh, it's a pleasure that finally we're able to have this uh, shiur. It was uh, obviously under di- different circumstances. Not only am I in Zoom, but all of you are in Zoom as well. And the topic that we're going to be discussing today is something that for, um, I would call it, I've been, I've been osik in this subject for many, many years, and uh, it's something that is, uh, that is benafshi, which means that it's really something that, uh, that, that is part of me, it's very hard to... Uh, um, it's very hard to, to, to move to move away to different subjects because this always keeps on coming back. And really, the Torah of Minhagim in general is a subject that is not a subject that 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 you could learn and put aside. It's going to keep on coming back in every single psak that you have to give and every single halachic decision that you have to go through, you're going to have to contend with what the minhag is. Do we follow the minhag? What's called the minhag? And it's really going to shape the way you're posek. And what I want to speak about today, there's, there's many different subjects that we could speak about, but I want to focus on today a central subject that has to do with What is the validity of a minhag? How far do we go to defend a minhag? And when we see that a minhag has problems, when we see that a custom has problems, when are we able to be mevatal the minhag? When can we say that the minhag is not really uh, valid and, uh, and we're able to be mevatal the minhag? The truth is, is that if once you understand this subject, you'll see that there are going to be different paths among the Sephardic poskim. We'll discuss today the path of Maran Agon Yosef. We'll discuss the path of uh, Rabbi Shalom Esas. We'll discuss the path of other poskim that we'll see, Memela, each one, what netia they have. It has many, many, many ramifications and how their whole derech hapsak is shaped and really their, their outlook on, on things are shaped. And that, that's why this is such an important subject uh, to learn. So I just want to give you a little bit of background. You asked for a little bit of background how I, how I, uh, how I got into this. I was, uh, I was born and raised in a, in a community in Montreal, Canada, where basically it was uh, Morocco transplanted with the cold uh, with the cold ground. Besides the cold ground, it's basically it was the same thing. And by me, it was always taken for granted. This is how we do things. All of the the whole community um, followed minhagim, not because any thought was put into it. It was just that's how things are done. There's no other way. Which is when I started learning in the yeshivot. And started being uh, uh, exposed to the Sfarim of Rav Avadi Yosef and his son, should he have a long life, Rav Yitzchak Yosef. So uh, 
I saw that they had questions on Arminagim and, and it was troubling to me. I said, what, could it be that a whole community is just, is just following Minagim with basically nothing, sometimes nothing to rely on and we should change that Minag? And it was bothering me. I, by that time already I was, uh, I, I was in Eretz Yisrael and, and I decided to, to speak to Rabbi Shalom Misas and others. He was the chief rabbi of Yerushalayim at the time. And I started discovering in my own research that not only these minhagim have what to rely on, but many times they circumvent many halachic issues. And they, they, on the contrary, they should be kept. Not only, not only you're not allowed to change them, but there's, there's good reason why they are kept. And there was a rhyme and reason to everything. There was a very, very clear path that the Gdole Chachmea Ma'arav took and how they were posek. And uh, a lot of it is based on the minhagim hakedumim of the tur. That the tur was uh, the tur all, many times writes kach minhag sfarad, and that's and that's how the Moroccans followed because the tur. This could be another shiur in itself, but the tur was from in a section in in um, in Spain that was heavily influenced by the Castilians. Castilia. There was a few sections in Spain. There was Castilia. There was Sevilla. There was and- Andalus. There was Catalonia. And well, whereas the Rajba and the Ramban were more in Catalonia, but Castilia, the, the Rosh had heavy, 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 heavy influence, as did the Abu Draham, and as did the, um, the, the, uh, a few other Rishonim, a few other Kirishonim, and that population mostly came to Morocco in 1492, and that's how the Derech Hapsak was, was formed. Maybe it could be that another time we should uh, we should expand on a little bit more the influence of the Rosh in the Sephardic Psak as the Abarbanel writes, Harosh Urabam Shel Kola Sfaradim. The, the Marshach also writes that the Rosh was the basically the the main influence of all the Sfaradim, which is interesting why people learn the Hagdamat of the Bet Yosef. They see the Rosh, Rif, and Rambam are the three main poskim that the Bet Yosef bases himself on. And he writes, Asher gol Bet Yisrael nish'an alem, that all of Bet Yisrael relies on their psakim. So people think that the Shulchan Aruch wrote the, wrote, that wrote the Rosh is kind of like uh, to throw in a bone to the Ashkenazim. They say, here, I have a posik of you all. It's bichlal not true. The, the, the Rosh had much more influence in Sephardic psak than the Rif and the Rambam. The Rif and the Rambam, after their, after their, uh, after the Almohads came, there was much less, um, much less influence of halacha. It was really the Rosh and his Talmidim who influenced Sephardic Psak and Sephardic halacha tremendously, which is why the Bet Yosef says, along with the Rif and the Rambam, they're one of the top three that we decide how halacha is, is decided. So, I, I saw that there was a very, um, very strong um, reasoning. And at that point, it seemed to me that there was a need to to really spread the knowledge, to, 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 to write and show that each custom is sourced, uh, you know, we put tefillin on, on, on the ta'anit in mincha time. Wow, where does that come from? Well, it's the Bet Yosef that writes it in order to to get me a berachot, you know, uh, the Moroccan minag is to say anenu on fast days, besides the Shabiyad, already from Arvid. Well, where does that come from? It has happens to be it's the opinion of the Shulchan Aruch. We do the bracha between Mila and Piriya. Uh, 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 we do the, the bracha of the Brit Mila between the Mila and Piriya. 
while uh, the other Sephardim don't do it. Yeah, they go against the Shulchan Aruch. The Moroccans go like the Shulchan Aruch over here. So each thing, each thing uh, over time developed, and it was shown that there was there was many important details that had to be written. So I approached Rabbi Shalom Misas and I asked him that he should write this. He should he should write a book about this. And he, in a joking way, I guess uh, he didn't he didn't think I would take him seriously, but he said, "Why don't you write it?" <laughs> so. So I started writing, and um, when was this already? When I was, uh, when I was, I guess, twenty-five years old. And as Hashgacha Pratit would have it, three weeks before I moved to Los Angeles, I was I, I, at that time in Eretz Israel. I was learning by um, uh, uh, by the kollel by uh, of Rabbi Israel Orbach, the son-in-law of Rabbi Yashiv, and I used to go once every two weeks. I used to have a friend who would. Uh, who would make me appointments once every two weeks with Rebel Yashiv, and I would I would go consistently and speak, have questions with Rebel Yashiv. Uh, Hashgacha would have it. I also used to live uh, two doors down from Rav Ovadia Yosef, so I would pray with him very very often in 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 his house. It wasn't downstairs yet, and uh, and I would always like snoop around and look what he's writing and and what he's being osek in and then and bother him. But uh, but so I had this chut of of. Uh, of, of getting a lot of Torah from Rebel Yashiv and also seeing Rav Ovadi Yosef firsthand and his Derech Hapsak. And I, I used to, I used to speak to a lot of his Talmidim. I used to learn with some of his Talmidim and, and find out where he was coming from on a lot of those issues. So that helped clarify things for me tremendously. And when I, when I published my Sefer, just three weeks after that, I moved to Los Angeles. It was, uh, it was, I was, I was teaching then also in, uh, in, in chapels at the time, and and uh, and somebody there, and maybe you know him actually. His name is Rabbi Gidon Shoshan. He's the son of Rabbi Willig. He uh, he he was he he's he basically made the shidduch to to send me to Los Angeles, and that's where I was from from uh, from uh, we'll call it 2005. Now, what, why am I telling this to you? Because what happened was 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 when I left. I didn't see that the sefer started taking off in Eretz Yisrael. I just printed the sefer and I left, uh, left uh, to LA. But in the meantime, it seems to be that there started to become a mini revolution, not only because of my sefer. I think other Sfarim were coming out and there was more interest in the matter and people were more, um, were more, uh, aware, started to become more aware that really the Moroccan customs have what to rely on and, uh, and there are questions that could be answered, and because of that, uh, because of that, the the book gained a lot of popularity. And in, in in meantime, there was two or three editions that came out. Uh, in two thousand and ten, I was called to go to, to to Toronto to 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 serve as as Rosh Kol of the Sephardi Kol. There was was a very interesting community because the Toronto community is heavily um, Spanish Moroccan. And Spanish Moroccans are known to, to keep their minhagim very, very stubbornly. In other words, they don't deviate from their minhagim left or right. They follow the minhag no matter what. And because of that, and because of that, it seems to be that, that, uh, that I learned a lot from, from the different places that are going on. As a matter of fact, in my newer edition of Magenavot Orachaim, the third, uh, the third edition, there is a whole, there's two, Full contrasim there that different rabbanim wrote uh, about the minhagim of Tangier and Tetuan, which are different but but come from the same root. 
And really, the Minagim of Spain, of the Spanish Moroccan, about the north of Spanish Morocco, really are indicative of many of the original Minhagim that were in Morocco that over time changed. So that, 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 that was for five years. And then Hashgacha had it that I came back to Los Angeles in 2015. And that's where I am still till today in, uh, in, uh, uh, uh serving as Rosh Kolel of the Link Kolel in, uh, in, in Los Angeles. We also have a Moroccan Minyan on the side. Nice name to the synagogue called Magenavot. Like that name. And, and, uh, and, uh, and, and, uh, we try to do whatever we can regarding, um, uh, regarding uh, Minagim. In the meantime, Yoredea in Magenavot came out, Evena Ezer, and I'm currently working on Choshen Mishpat. So that's about, that's more or less, as the, as the years progressed, my, the whole purpose of me writing this book was to be a platform for questions and He'arot that over time people could come and they could ask and they could, uh, and they could, and they, and they could add on what their minhagim were. And that's really what's going on. A lot of people are, are, are adding on. I have, I have a whole volume of shelotu chuvot of, of different, uh, of different minhagim that are mitchadesh. I mean, daily I have different minhagim that, that I add on. Right now I'm working on, on butter, uh, by, uh, the Moroccan custom by butter or putting on, I'll tell you one thing that just came up recently. This is, this is an unbelievable example before we start. Uh, whenever we put the Sefer Torah back, if you notice, it, by the Moroccans and by other communities, and this is not only Minagim Morocco, this is Minagim of, of Klal Yisrael. What happens is, is that we take off the, the, the Tapuchim. We don't call them Rimonim, we call them in Morocco Tapuchim. Take off the Tapuchim. Before we put the the, 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 the Sefer Torah back in the Aruna Kodesh, and when we take them out, somebody, usually a child, would put them on. We even sell the tapuchim. I didn't think about it. I thought, okay, it's on the tapuchim. Whoever puts them on, I didn't think there was any any significance to this minhag. And and as a matter of as a matter of habit. I, I, uh, I, I, I didn't pay attention. We would just put the Sefer Torah without taking off the Tapuchim and without putting them back on just because of laziness, just not, not paying attention. I was, as I was learning, um, in my learning and my daily halachot, I, I opened a Sefer called Shivat Sion from Rav Ben Sion Mutsafi. And there he brings, uh, uh, Kabbalistic sources why it's important dafka to put the tapuchim on on the on the sefer torah and not to just leave it uh, you know just leave it on it has to do with the tapuchim or the keter that you're putting on a kadosh baruchu with different sefirot says his father who is a big mikubal would be very careful revez ratio would be very careful with that and it seems to be that there was there's a strong reason for it i actually opened up afterwards the sefer magenavot in the back i have letters uh, of different rabbanim who wrote their input on different minhagim, and one of those letters is uh, is from Rav David Peretz. Rav David Peretz is currently uh, um, uh, one of the big rabbanim in Panama, and he actually is uh, a very big talmid chacham, and he wrote a bunch of of um, of comments to my uh, uh, of minhagim in my book. And actually, in one of the comments, he writes over there, "Our minhag is to take off the tapuchim before we go into the Aron Kodesh," and I don't know why. And it's amazing. In other words, I would have just said, okay, there's no reason. That's just why we do it. And that's it. But he paid attention to that detail and he says he doesn't know why. 
And here I am, 10 years later, I found the reason why. Which is why you should always leave with a question. Instead of dismissing things, you see something, it could be it came because of nothing, could be, could be not. But each thing has to be dealt with COVID Rosh and understanding where it came from and why it came. And then as a Talmud Chacham, you could examine it, you could examine the, the, um, the issue at hand, and then you decide according to Psak if this is a legitimate minhag or not a legitimate minhag. But not just to dismiss things like that is not the derech of the Mesorah that we have of Talmidei Chachamim. It's something that we have to, um, something that we have to appreciate. And look, something like this of the Tapuchim that I thought was insignificant. The reason why we take them off before we put them in the Rana Kodesh is because when we take them out, there's an Inyan Davka to put them on al Pikabala. But that would have been lost forever by us if if we just dismissed that detail and nobody paid attention to it. So that's just a recent example that just came by. So I think that's enough of a hakdama. And what, 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 the last point that I just want to leave you regarding that hakdama is that is that you should always strive to understand what the derech hapsak is from your parents and and grandparents and and under, understand where they came from because whatever eda you come from the minagim are 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 deeply rooted they have what to rely on and 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 before your mavatel minag you have to you ha, you have to know very well the sugya of minagim and then and then you could bring it in front of gdolia poskim to know what could be kept and what can't be kept and that's the that's the basis of our psak because once a person is going to start to make light of eh, they didn't know anything well maybe Harsinai also they didn't know I mean once you break the chain God forbid that, that just brings to a zilzul and it, it it's it's one of the sodota dot that really that that really could could uh could could descend very very quickly so that's an important um, that's an important point okay. Interesting. Throughout the years, I uh, I also saw there's tremendous siyata dishmaya. You saw. I heard. I, Revolbe once told me that that a person knows that he's on a uh, proper path if he sees uh, perot coming out and 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 siyata dishmaya coming out from the actions. And I saw in in the, in this particular subject. Uh, I kept on seeing so many times siyata dishmaya things went my way. For example, there was one rav who I originally wanted him to to contribute to the sefer, uh, his knowledge, and he was very um, cold. He didn't want to speak to me. He he felt that I consulted with others that it wasn't on his derech, wasn't part of his derech, and he just basically kicked me out of the house. And. <laughs> Okay, so I said, that's what it is, that's what it is. I won't have him in the sefer. Little, little, um, little did I know that HaKadosh Baruch Hu had other plans in mind. What happened was, was that I was on a flight going from uh, Eretz Yisrael, I think it was for, uh, to Toronto, maybe a stopover. That Rav, basically the only religious Jew on the plane, got on. And... And maybe there was other, but wasn't so many religious people on the plane. And Hidafka got on, and I saw him right away, and I arranged that the, suites, the seats should be switched. 
So he sat next to me for 10 hours and we went through the whole sefer from beginning to end and he added in all of his he'arot and uh, everybody gained tremendously from it. Siyat Dishmaya. You know that he's dafka on the same flight that we got on the same seat. And I saw many, many examples as years went on how HaKadosh Baruch Hu was able to send the Siyat Dishmaya to discover more and more minhagim. Okay, now the subject to discuss today is the validity of, of Minagim in general. And the reason why I, I think this is an important subject is because uh, this was challenged recently heavily by the current chief rabbi of Israel, Hagon Rav Yitzchak Yosef Shlita. And, uh, <clears throat> and he, he, he speaks numerous times uh, on this subject in particular. And he doesn't agree with some of the points that I'm about to present to you. And I thought that that's a very interesting starting point because it'll get us to understand where the crux of the machloket is between a lot of psakim that are, that are kept nowadays from other communities and the derech psak of Rav Ovadi Yosef that, um, that changed many psakim. And a lot of them he didn't. Rav Ovadi Yosef had deep, had deep uh, regard for minhagim, just certain minhagim he wanted changed and certain not. I think Rav Yitzchak Yosef takes it a step further and he changes more minhagim, but, but that, we'll, we'll see where, where this lies. So I don't have all my sfarim in front of me. Um, we all, a lot of my sfarim are in boxes, but let's start with, uh, as much as I, as much as I can. The Gemarayin Masechet Rosh Hashanah, Davted Vav Amud Bet, brings a machloket tanaim in regards to the, uh, the, a, a, a question regarding Ma'asir, whether you go, uh, Batar Chanata or Batar Lakita. And when the Gemara is mepalpel back and forth, it leaves off with the question that, uh, that really you should go and it says really, uh, you go Batar Chanata Azlinan. We go Batar Chanata. When Rav Yochanan heard that, Ishtik, he was quiet, even though that wasn't his opinion, but it seems to be he conceded. So the Gemara says, why was he quiet? Am I Ishtik? How could you tell me it's Asr and you go Batar Chanata? I had a minag not that way. So the Gemara answers, in other words, she says, in a case where you're going to have a minhag and there's an iser against the minhag, you're going to go after the minhag? Of course, if there's an iser, you're mevatel the minhag. No question whatsoever. So there's a stira to this sugya from other places. There's a Gemur Masechet Menachot, Aflamet Bet Amudalev, that discusses parashot, uh, situmot, and petuchot. And there also it brings that we, we follow a minhag even if it seems to be that there's a question on the minhag. And by Chalitza, Rabba Barkahana Amarav, Im Yavo Eliyahu V'yomar Cholzin B'minhag Shom'in Lo. If Eliyahu is going to come and going to say, really, we use, uh, we use a minal for chalitza, we listen. And if he tells us, don't do it, we don't listen to Eliyahu Navi. Why? Because the minag is already to use a sandal. 
So the Gemara, you see that even though the halacha shouldn't be that you should use a sandal, but nevertheless, since the minag was that way, even if Eliyahu comes and tells us it's not that way, we still follow the minag. So it seems, seems clearly that you do follow the minag, even if it's neged isura, which which make, doesn't make sense, lechora. Why would you follow a minag if it's against the nisur? So there's a famous maharik and a prichadash on this subject. It's the famous machloket between the Maharik and Prichadash. I think it was made more famous in light of in light of of um, in light of Rav Yitzchak Yosef challenged this uh, this particular piece in my sefer. This is if you want to look further as some of the Maharik Mekomot on this sefer. I'm, I'm going to speak about a little bit more what's not written in the sefer, but it's in Magen Avot in the Shrashim Shoresh Aleph. That's a lot of what I'm discussing now. So there's a Maharik that discusses that they had a minhag in their area. The Maharik Maharik Kolon. Uh, was uh, was Kimara uh, Rishon, and he discusses that by Shabbat uh, Shabbat Bereshit, a person in the community is uh, offers offers uh, money to pay for the uh, for the light of the Bet Knesset, so that he should get Rishon instead of Kohen, he should be Rishon. Okay, so the Kohen didn't want to leave the shul. <laughs> okay. He says, "What? Well, I'm not gonna go. It's my ischut. I'm I'm allowed to go up Kohen. So, uh, so the Marik discusses whether the Kohen could uh, is is right, or since there was a minhag that whoever buys the electricity they go up first. And he says, Even if the Kohen was a great chacham and he's not a man amaaretz, nevertheless." He had no right to, to, to stop this minhag. They always had a minhag that whoever would buy the, the, the ma'or for that year goes first. And we don't, we're not mevatel the minhag of Am Yisrael. And if they're not, neviim b'nei neviim. That's the marik in Shoreshtet. And, and therefore, and he says also, this is why we dance on Simchat Torah, even though there's an Isra of dancing, but nevertheless, Lichvoda Torah, that was our minhag, and even if it's an Isur Shvut, which is an Isur Rabbanan, Bimakom Minhag, it's allowed. So you see that the Marik really understood strongly, like the Gemara in Masechet Minachot, that you go according to the custom, even if there is a pickbook, even if it could be that the, that there's an Isra in the Minhag, that's, you go according to, uh, the minhag. Yeah? Minag mevatel halacha, even in isurim. That's how you would call it. The prichadash goes to town with this. He says, can't be. Simantav tzadivav, ilchot pesach, klal asiri. He says, I'm sorry, from the Gemara in Masechet Rosh Hashanah, you see, you don't go according to minhag, you go according to halacha. And he says that even though we have a Gemara in Menachot that seems to see not that way, but there's a Gemara Ta'anit in Dav Chavav Amudbet that says that we don't follow that, 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 um, that Gemara in Masechet, uh, Menachot. And we don't follow that, uh, that we don't follow that Gemara in Menachot. So therefore, uh, so therefore, the, he, he has a long arichut, the Prichadash, and he says basically, uh, his famous words are the following. I'll read you the famous words because this is where things are going to get a little bit messy. He says, he has a rivash. The rivash says, Kol minhag sheyesh bo ktsat pikpuk al piyadin 
ראוי לבטלו. Any minhag that has a, a question according to halacha, it would be a proper thing to be mevatel this minhag. And he continues, he says, the marik is wrong. Umilta de pshita de afrav lo amar ele echadavi plukta vinit pashet emnegachad minayu. Aval be milta de brera da ve isur de rabanan, something that's clear that's an isur de rabanan. Machinan be marzapta de nafcha, we bang with a hammer of a blacksmith, le mishelo yerseli shmoa chachamim. What does that mean? Why follow Minag? If it's Asur, of course you can't follow the Minag. <laughs> the truth is that Avad in Perik Aleph of Yilchod Ma'asir Shini Alecha Gimel says explicitly that uh, by Isur de Rabbanan it could be a Minhag trumps uh, uh, an Isur de Rabbanan. Regarding Ma'asir Charuvin, that Avad seems to say that that's how he understands the Sugya in Masechet um, in, in Masechet Rosh Hashanah, that the other opinion Rav Yochanan held that really, uh, really, Isur uh, de Rabbanan is, uh, is, is, is moved to the side for a minhag. But, so there is a Ravad against the Prihadash in that regard. But even if we say that we're, we're not gonna go with that, that Ravad, we're gonna say basically there's a Machloket, it seems to be between the Marik and the Prihadash. Okay. So, this is, uh, a, a lot of what I wrote and, I, I came out with what I, what I, what the conclusion that comes out is if you look throughout the generation by the Acharonim, you'll see that they always defend the Minhag and they are Mikayem the Minhag even in cases where there's a question against the Minhag. For example, the Maram Padava, Siman Ein Chet, an early source, was asked by Haftarat Yonah that people would be mitargem after three psukim, even though the Gemara says only after ten psukim you should be mitargem. So he says like this, and I'll read you the lashon. Ubeemet milta dedeb tamua hu aminagazel. This minagaz tamua. Achen lo zeaderech leishaen al binotenu. That is not the path to rely on our knowledge. Ulivatel minhag kadum and to nullify a minhag. Ach tzarich levakesh bechol oz. A person has to. Ask with all his might, Limso smach liyashev oto. Vekacha asu kol kadmonenu kaasher matsu minhag shelti mahon. Vezei matse malatale rov, batosvod vesher poskim, verich liyasheva minhag. So therefore, the, 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 the Maram Padava says, the derech is not stumped to be mavatol minhag. You have to try to find a smach to it. That's what he writes, and he, and he, and he finds a smach to it. The Marjdam in Yoradea Siman Kutsadi Gimel also writes regarding its Sibur that would eat vegetables in the Shuk and they wouldn't see if there was Klaim or not. So other people were Machmir. And he says, So he writes, just like the Mari Kolon writes, How could it be that a Ta'ut would would uh, if everyone is noeg one way, all of a sudden to say that they're mistaken can't be. And he brings many sources to this. Uh, the Marasham brings many sources to this. The Sdechemed has a very long arichut, and in Klalim, Klalim Minhag, Mem, Siman Lamed Zayin, and Lamed Chet, the Sdechemed comes out and he says 
that it's really a machloket, whether halacha is nitche against the minhag, and the prichadash says you go after halacha, but the Zera Yaakov and others say even if you have a yachid against the rabim, you go after the yachid, and he brings from the Maram Padava, from the Marjdam, from Tosfot, and the Mordechai. So it's really this day Chemed that crystallizes this, and makes a machloket between the Prichadash and the Marik. And the Prichadash himself says, I don't follow the Marik. The Marik says, you don't follow, you follow Minagim. And I say, no, if there's a pickbook, you don't follow Minagim. Now, that's what comes out, the Father's Dei Chemed understands. Because of this, there was many Minhagim that I learned through the sources. And I saw that, for example, in the Sfarim of Yabiya Omer, he has a question on a Minhag. He quotes this Prichadash. In, in several different places, Ravavadi Yosef quotes this Prichadash when he wants to do away with the Minhag. He says, the Prichadash says, when there's a peak book on a Minhag, you could be Mavatel. I had many conversations with Rebel Yashiv in regarding when to be Mavatel a Minhag or not. One particular conversation I had was regarding the changing of the Baracha, Lamal Shinim Laminim, where Messayim, Shover Oivim, Umachnia, Minim, which was the Minhag in most Sidurim for generations. And as is well known, if you see in the sources of the Yerushalmi and the, and the, and the Tosefta and others, it says Zedim. So it would make sense that you should change and you should uh, you should say Shoveravim Achnia Zedim. Indeed, Rav Avadi Yosef, I believe it's in Yechavedat, says to change and to go Shoveravim Achnia Zedim. The uh, Rav Shmuel Vital brings the Nusach of Binim and the Chida is uh, is a proponent to follow this um, this Nusach of Minim. So I asked Rav Yashav, I told him we have all sources to say Shoveravim Achnia Zedim. And we have the Chida, and the other end says Minim. Uh, maybe we should change it, and we should say Zedim. He says, absolutely not. He says, if you have what to rely on, if the Chida says, that's what you follow. Not only that, so I, I asked, and I, and I asked him, I can't remember if it's in that exact conversation or in another conversation, and I told him, the Prichadash says, you could be Mavatul Minakim. He says, the Halacha is not like the Prichadash. Sorry, the Rebbe Yashif told me, the Halacha is not like the Prichadash. That's what I wrote in my sefer also. Apparently, Rav Yitzchak Yosef is very upset with this. He says that it can't be that Rebel Yashiv said such a thing because he has many sources that we see that we don't follow the, the Marik and we follow the Prichadash. Salah is not like the Marik and not like Prichadash. In other words, Rav Yitzchak Yosef in Sefer Yalkut Yosef, I have it over here. I mean, I think he writes it in a few places in Yalkut Yosef. Hilchot Shabbat Krach Aleph, Chelek Bet. Page Tafresh Ayinal. If you could look over there, he says, "Ra'iti be'sefer Magen Avod she'bechol sifro chatar la'akor divrei Maran Nashulchan Aruch kedel itmoch bechol kochob b'minagim." So, the first thing that that I want to question on that is on the contraire. Uh, in French, we say, "Oh, contraire." The opposite is true. In Moroccan minagim are mostly based on the Shulchan Aruch. They were the first ones who were mekabel the Shulchan Aruch. It's a whole different shiur. And I wrote to Rav Yitzchak Yosef back more than 15 places where the Moroccan minhag is to follow the Shulchan Aruch and the minagim based on the Yalkut Yosef say not to follow the Shulchan Aruch. So on the contrary, I think that the Moroccans out of all the Edot do, uh, I don't think it's only Morocco, I think it's Morocco, Tunisia, Algeria, that whole, uh, Turkey a little bit, 
that whole area that was influenced by the Megurashim, Adaraba follows Shulchan Aruch more than other Nuschaot that are heavily influenced by Minhage Bet El. And, uh, and, 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 and the like that, Minagirushalayim, that a lot of times, based on Kabbalah, go dif, uh, deviate from the Shulchan Aruch. But, then he says, Vihigdila asod bemashikatav shidata prichadash yechida. And on top of that, he writes the prichadash is yechida, and most acharonim are not like the prichadash. And he says, and a few people followed Magen Avot and wrote that the minhag is strong enough. Without looking properly inside. And therefore he writes that, uh, he proved that the halacha is like the ma'arik, and, uh, and, and, and I think he says over in the Lavyan many times, and, uh, he, it's, uh, what that, that he asked her, Belyashiv, he doesn't believe it, he doesn't have to believe it, he's not a, he, he, he he's not meshubit to that, and he doesn't think that Rabbi Yashiv ever said such a thing. Okay, that's what he questions. Now, If you take a look closely at the sources, you'll see that the Achronim throughout the generations understood. Wow, where did the time go? Yeah, okay. Uh, that the Achronim throughout the generations understood that uh, that we, we do defend minhagim. Minagim are not mevatel halacha when the minagim have what to be so mechon. But there is a sensitive point over here, which I think is a, is a very very important point. You're going to have to split everything into three categories. There's going to be something that the minhag has nothing what to rely on. It's a minhag ta'ut. On that, everybody agrees that a minhag ta'ut or mevatel. There's no question about it. It goes against Allah. It doesn't make sense otherwise. I don't think the ma'rik ever meant to say that a minhag will take precedence over halakha when it has nothing what to rely on. I don't think the Marik held that way. It seems if you read the Prikhadash that that's how he understood the Marik, but I don't even think that's shot in the Prikhadash as we'll see soon. And you have a second uh, darga, a second level, which is the Minhag has what to rely on, but the majority, or there's questions on that Minhag, but it has what to rely on. And it's a yachid. On that, there are many who understood that the Marik said you defend the minhag and the Prikhadash says you don't defend the minhag. And then you have a third subject that it's really talui in the hachra'ah. It's really dependent upon the, the, um, the, um, the, 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 the posek, how he learns the sugya. In other words, it's half-half, and really then, even the Prichadash says, if a minag went in one way, that's what you're going to follow. But that middle level is where everything counts. Rav Yitzchak Yosef brings many sources that seem to say that you're mevatel minhag. But if you take a, a close look at all of those sources, all of them, the posek that was writing, understood that the minag has nothing to rely on or doesn't have enough what to rely on in order to be Mekayim the minhag. The, 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 the rival, one by one, we'll go through a few of the sources. The rivash in Siman Shin Pechet, Shin Petet, Shin Sadi is one of the flagships that says that where, where, where any minhag that is a, that has a pickbook or mavatl. What cases he's talking about? He's talking about a case that the Megillah is written in La'az, 
and it's read in laws when you know how to read Ashurit. On that he says, En lo It's against the Gemara. I, there was a minag that way. We're mevato the minag. The Radbaz brings from the Ridva that when there is no real reason to why to rely on the minag, minag she'en lo mish'an maspik lismoch, averag have isur she'en lo barur. In other words, the, 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 the Radbaz writes in regards to Chazarat uh, HaShatz. In Chelek Daled, Elif Kuf Samechei writes, the Minag Mitzrayim was to say Chazarat HaShatz Bikol Ram. And the Shoel wrote a few reasons why he says, Minag Mevatel Alacha. And the Radbaz says, En raya klal, hata machaktani, en halacha nikvaat, ela ad shiye minag kavua, aval en minhag mevatel alacha kavua. What's he talking about over there? That halacha is not going to be decided according, according, according to a minag, because, unless it's a minag kavua. But if it's a minag kavua, he would agree that there's what to rely on. The ridva is the source that uh, Rav Yitzchak Yosef and others, they bring that he says that when there's a pick book, you have to be mevatel the minhag. And over there also, he's talking about, I'll read you the ridva over here. In Masechet Psachim, the ridva says, Heicha she'en ha'isur barur ve'aminag kavua, kvar i'avshar levatlo. So once again, the Ridva is talking about when you have a mina kavua, that means there's what to rely on, you keep it. And when the minag has nothing to rely on, then you're mevatalid. In other words, it wasn't called the mina kavua yet. The, 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 the Mari Ayash, the, the Bet Yehuda, in Chelek Alev Siman Aleph, Mamash, the first tshuva, also writes, a minag that has nothing, uh, that has nothing what to rely on. In other words, the Levi wanted to be Olish Lishi when there was no coin. Very nice. Nothing to rely on. Of course you're mevatel that minhag. We're not talking about a minhag that has something what to rely on. And that's when we get to the famous Magin Avram in Siman Tafresh Tzadi of Hilchot Megillah. He quotes the Marik over there that even if a minhag has what to rely on, ain't levatlo. So the Khatam Sofer says, what do you mean? The Prichadash doesn't follow the Marik and the Bir Alacha also brings the Khatam Sofer. So Rav Yitzchak says, look, you see even the Bir Alacha said you don't follow the Marik. Only the Magin Avram followed the Marik, which already you see the Magin Avram held one way. Very, very strong. But once again, if, if you look over there, they're talking about that a minhag doesn't have too much what to rely on. It could be there wasn't a real machloket. It all matters how much a posek felt, what there is what to rely on and what there isn't. So the Khatam Sofer was saying, well, there's not, nothing to rely on, you shouldn't follow. I mean, who was bigger than the Khatam Sofer in keeping minagim? And the Marik says not that way. The Marik said that, and, and I'm sorry, the Magan Avram felt, well, there was little what to rely on. They felt there wasn't enough to rely on. In other words, there's no real machloket. If you feel that there's what to rely on, you could follow the Minhag. If you feel that there is not, there's not, a, a, there's not, there's not enough of a, of a smach, that's when you saw the poskim throughout the generations were mevatal the minhag. I have a proof from the Prichadash himself. The Prichadash writes in, uh, in Yoredea, Siman Lamed Bet Sifkatan Hay, regarding something to do with, uh, the onot, how to be machshir, the different parts of the lung. And he says, where the onot are limala, the onot limata, the Prichadash, the Omer. I'll read you the lesson of the Prichadash over there. Shi'im ayu sevurim shaya mutar al pi hadin, 
אף על פי כן נהגו בו איסור, אין לחלק בין הפסד מועד להפסד מרובה, ובכל גבני יש לאסור להם. If people thought it was מותר על פי דין, and, and, and it's really אסור, it's אסור. And he says really like this, שבאמת נראה שמי שנהג או הנהיג כן, טעה בדין חילוף או נמשך על איזה חכם שפירש כן, כיוון שכל הפושקים חולקים עליו, יש לו דין מנהג טעות. פריחלש doesn't say, well, uh, you know, a few פוסקים argue. He says, since all the פוסקים argue, that's called the מנהג טעות. משבע from the פריחלש, that if there would have been what to rely on, then you would have held of that מנהג. So it could be the פריחלש was so adamant against the מעריק, is because he understood that there wasn't anything to rely on. And that's why you're mevatalit. And he understood the Marik saying that, well, if there's nothing to rely on, but it's still minag, you could, you, could, you could follow that. No way! Or there was very little to rely on, because nothing to rely on, I don't think anybody would say that, but there was very little to rely on. But even the pre-chadash would agree that if there's something strong enough to rely on, then we're not mevatal the minag. So it turns out that there's whole machloket in the, between the pre-chadash Marik, I don't think it's such a big machloket. I think that it's, yes, the Steichemed makes it as a machloket, but I think it's, it's much too, I think that the majority of the poskim all understand, and I don't have to tell this to you, you see the sources yourself, you see posek after posek trying to be miyashiv minag. You read through the whole Sefer Aruch HaShulchan, you, you read throughout the generations of the, of the, of the Sfarim Shilotu Tshuvot, when there's a minag, they try to rely on it. Elamai, when there are times where the minag is very mitpukpak, so you say it has nothing to rely on, then you're able to be mevatel minhag. But a lot of times, what's going to happen is that you're going to have a, you're going to have a, a, a um, you're going to have a middle darga. You're going to have something that has what to rely on, but most poskim say not that way. On that it seems to be that we follow the minority if it was a minhag kavua. The hilchot ktanot, Rav Yaakov Chagiz, who was uh, one of the G'dolei Yerushalayim, he originally learned in Fez, in Morocco, he writes that if the halacha is like, if the minhag followed the minority opinion, that's how HaKadosh Baruch Hu wanted it, the psak to be, because his love for Am Yisrael is not going to lead them in a different direction, that that's not the halacha. That's the Marik, that's the Hilchot Ketanot, I bring it in my introduction in Magen Avot, um, I bring in my introduction to Magen Avot. You can look over there. Now, <clears throat> the Hilchak Tonot Simantet Klal Gadol Miusad Biyadenu Imalacha Rofefet Biyadecha Puk Hazeh Mayam Adavar Ki Davar Pashutu Asher Be'avat Hashem Et Amo Yasir Michshol Midirchem Velo Yatu Kol Ha'am Achar Hayachid Im Svarato Dechuya If a svar is really Dechuya, Hashem won't send them in that direction. The, this, is, this to me seems to be uh, something clear, and it seems to be that that's why many of the Psakim that uh, the Yalkut Yosef brings, he says, well, you see, you don't follow the Marik, you don't follow the Marik, We're talking about times where really there was what to be mevatel the minag. It wasn't a minag kavua, or it didn't have so much what to rely on in the first place. So it was called a minag taut. So there's a concept of minag taut, and there's a concept of 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 of, of minag uh, mevatel halacha also. It just matters how much there is what to rely on, and each posik is going to say according to his sugya what there is to rely on. Memela the gemara in masechet minachot, there was what to rely on. 
the Gemara in Masechet Rosh Hashanah, there wasn't what to rely on. And even then, the Ra'avad says, it could be, you could be Mavatal. And that, many poskim say not that way. Now, let me give you a few examples where this comes to light. The famous Minhag in regards to Hadlakat Nerot Shabbat. Regarding Hadlakat Nerot Shabbat, it's known that Rav Ovadia Yosef pushed this psak probably more than any other psak every time he had a chance, an opportunity to, to, to listen to it. And if you would have listened without learning the sugya, you would have thought that it's like there's nothing what to rely on on the other side. In other words, Rav Avadi Yosef said that women have to make a bracha and then they have to light nerot. And if they don't, it's a bracha livatala. And the Rambam says the importance of bracha livatala is the oraita. And uh, the sky is going to fall if you make a bracha afterwards. And why... Why did he emphasize that? Why did he emphasize? Rav Ovadi Yosef, more than anyone here and anyone in the world, knew that there was a lot to rely on. Starting from the Maril and the Ramah and the Chida and the Benishchai that said not that way. The reason Rav Ovadi Yosef pushed it so much is because he was trying to change the Minhag. As he writes in Yabia Omer, I believe it's Chelek Tet, if not Chelek Yud, where he writes in his Teshuvah of Birkat Nerot of Shabbat, he writes in the Haga'ah on the bottom, and even though I'm coming to change a minhag, but a Gadol Ador has the right to change a minhag in Dvarav Nishma'in. And that's exactly correct. Why Rav Ovadi Yosef was so adamant on this? Because he was trying to change a minhag. And it's his right. That Ravavad Yosef has Gadol Ador. He wanted it, but that's why he spoke so so strongly against this. Let me let me let, let me let me prove it to you from the Miluim of of one of the of the sections of Ravavad Yosef. Uh, I'll tell you exactly where Ravavad Yosef writes in. Um, I don't have it here, but one of the Miluim he talks about putting the mezuzah back if the mezuzah fell. Do you make another bracha or not? So, Rav Ovadia says, you don't make another bracha. If you, if you forgot to make the bracha when you put the mezuzah back, you could still make it afterwards. Aye, even it's not over la siyatan, but the mitzvah is nimshechet. So it's not called over la siyatan. And regarding nerot chanukah also, if you didn't light, if you didn't make a bracha when you lit, you could still light afterwards. Why? Because it's a mitzvah nimshechet. Now nerot chan, and he brings a rishon that way. Now nerot chanukah and nerot shabbat are similar in their in their discussion. So Rav Gidon ben Moshe told me that he asked Rav Ovadi Yosef, he says, according to this, also had like a Nerot Shabbat is not a bracha levatala. And you wrote this. Checkmate. It's not called a bracha levatala. Rav Yosef got very upset at him. In other words, I know Rav Ovadi Yosef, this is my take on it. He, Be'etzem, knew that there is a strong tzad to say it's not called a bracha levatala. But he's changing a minute and he wants to show you how important it is. He's going to emphasize the other tzad. But if you take a look at it, Hadlakat Nerot Shabbat. Very simple, once we start talking about it. Hadlakat Nerot Shabbat. Throughout the generations, the Minhag was to be Machmir like the Bahag. That through Hadlakat Nerot were Mekabel Shabbat. That was the Minhag throughout the generations. The Bet Yosef brings it down. Granted, the Rambam didn't follow that, but the Shulchan Aruch seems to go like the Bahag because the Shulchan Aruch writes, Keshe Yadlik Yevarech. He's not ma'atik lashon Rambam like he does many times. He writes, Keshe yadlik yevarech. Which, he brought the bahag down in the Bet Yosef. 
El people, whether he held the bag, he didn't hold the bag. Rav Ben Shira Bashal held that the Shulchan Aruch was being choshesh for the bag. Rabbi Shalom is as well. And even if you want to tell me, well, maybe not that way, it's at least the suffix in the Shulchan Aruch. The Chida writes that we don't follow the um, we don't follow the the Shulchan Aruch when uh, when his when it's not clear when something's not clear in the Shulchan Aruch what's his daya. We're not Meshubita Kibanu Orat Maran. Especially over here, it seems to be Maran said that you light and then you make the bracha. Ah, you're going to say it's over Lasiatan. Well, there's many times where you're, you're, the, the mitzvah is Nimshechet, or according to the Ramah, you cover your eyes, it's okay. So you have the Ramah, you have the, the from the Maril, and you have, there's the, they found Rishonim that way, of the Sefer Ani'ar, you have the Chida, you have the Ben Ishchai. All these Acharunim write that that's the Minhag. It's the universal Minhag. Besides in Teiman, and maybe one place, in, in, in Iraq, the Gidulat Elisha, right? There's two Minagim. The universal Minag by Sfaradim and Ashkenazim was to make, was to, by the women, not the men of course, by the women to light and then make the bracha. So, Ravavadi Yosef, Be'erov Gidulato, wanted to change that. He says, well, it just came out that way, whatever, but he really feels the, the halacha is not that way. Granted, but you're going to tell me that this is called the minhag that has nothing to rely on that you could be mevatal the minhag? I don't think Rav Avadi Yosef would say that himself. Just he understood that he's able to be mevatal the minhag. Like the prichadash. But if we don't follow the prichadash, you're not able to be mevatal the minhag. There's very much what to rely on. Not only there's a little bit what to rely on, it's the strong, it's the strong sheet that to rely on. You have the bahag that... On the contrary, the Aruch HaShulchan writes that if a woman makes a bracha and then she lights, it's kebracha levatala, he calls it. He says, kebracha levatala. She's Shabbat, and then you light a match. How could you do that? So, on the contrary, Rav Avadya says, bracha levatala to do it afterwards. The Aruch HaShulchan says, bracha levatala to make it beforehand. I think when Rav Avadya read this piece that I wrote on, he got very upset. And Bichlau, when I, I wrote to him one piece and I gave it to his chavruta of Yisrael Yonah to read out to him, and he started reading it out. He got, he, he, I asked Rabbi Yisrael Yonah, what happened? He says, I couldn't finish the letter, the letter because, you know, his blood pressure was rising and it was dangerous. <laughs> I didn't want to start up with Rav Avadya on that. He, he was, uh, he was very eshvimayim and certain of his thought. But I, 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 I asked Talmidim and Talmidim and, and I can never get a clear answer. But he was very adamant on this particular point that he wanted to change the minhag of uh, of, of Birkat Nirot, which is why the Yalkut Yosef questions Magen Avot. He says, well, how could he say to defend that uh, the minhag of Ksat Nashim that was only Nitchadesh tens of years ago to light and make a bracha? Tens of years ago? There's not one Sephardic Poseg that I have found that says that the minhag was to make the bracha and then to light. The Ma'amar Mordechi writes that he thinks the halacha is to, to make a bracha and then to light. But to date, I've, maybe the Gdulat Elisha says there was two minagim in Baghdad. But I ask you to find me where is it written that in a Sephardic Sefer that the minhag, there's no Sephardic Sefer like that. Rav Avadya would have brought it. That the minhag was, that the custom was. And Teiman could be. But in, 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 in Aris Farad, I ask Dolim from Persia, I ask Dolim from Syria, I ask Dolim from Iraq. I every single a Turkey, they all the women lit and made the, made, then made the bracha. Ashkenazim, all Ashkenazim that way. They were all toy. No, we followed the bahag. That's how Hashem wanted us to be choshesh for the bahag. So 
That's a subject, Bichlal, that, that I have a little bit of trouble of understanding why Rav Ovad Yosef was so adamant on this. He, I know why he was adamant. He wanted to change the Minag, which is why he was so adamant about it. But, but why other people go around without learning the Sugi and saying, yeah, you know, it's our, it's our, it's our raison d'etre to, to, to be mevatel this minag. Rav Yitzchak Yosef, I understand. He's, he's trying to push his father's psak so much. But other posts keep saying, yeah, it's so clear that way. It's not so clear that way. It's very not clear that way. It's not push it at all. And if you look, that's what in Yabiya Omer, that's when Rav Avadiah speaks it out. When he speaks to the nation, he spoke about it in very simple terms because he wanted to change the minag. But in Yabiya Omer, he says what he really means. He knows that the minag was not that way. And he's and as I mentioned, there were many poskim who um, who disagreed. Okay, enough said on that. Um, <clears throat> one more point, and actually, this has to do with oh, vey, my time is almost up. So I just want to end, I, I want to tell you like this. Um, one thing that you have to be careful in is that people say, well, if the Moroccan poskim wrote something, it's a minhag, or if this poskim wrote something, it's a minhag. It's not necessarily true. Uh, a posik could have an opinion. And, and, and that doesn't become the minhag. Uh, recently, a letter came out about a day or two ago. I got bombarded by like 200 sources that there is Igud Chachmeh Ma'arav that wrote that for Leila Seder, elderly people could use Zoom. That's what they wrote. And they're basing themselves that electricity on Yom Tov Many Moroccan poskim wrote that it's allowed, and that's how we did, and 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 it's pikuach nefesh, and only for this year. And a lot of prominent rabbanim were signed there, were signed on it. So I got bombarded by this. So first of all, I wanted to look into the sources of who really wrote what, and I got a letter from Ravelio Abarjil exactly what he wrote. He wrote that since it's a suffix sakana, so. On Shabbat, we're mechalal Shabbat for a suffix sakana. So all the more so, something that is a, something that is a, uh, that, that is a Isur Chashmal on Yom Tov. Now, I totally agree. If it's a suffix sakana, I don't think we should use Zoom only. I think we should drive over there on Yom Tov, especially with Havara, Litzorich maybe. We should drive on Yom Tov and we should stand next to the window and try to lead it that way. Well, why, why only Zoom? But if it's not a suffix sakana, if just the, the, the elderly are more depressed, uh, just because there were some poskim from Morocco that wrote that the minhag by electricity on Yom Tov is to be lenient doesn't necessarily mean that that's the minhag. Now, there are some road doubts how they, they were accustomed to, that's how they were knowing that way. Now, nowadays, that some of the poskim, the way they understood chashmal, you could say that nowadays the way that people understand chashmal is different, they might have changed their tzaks, some not, some yes. Not getting into that. There's other issues over here. Uh, Rebel Yashiv, the Sefer Chutshani. I, I saw Rabbi Javahari just showed me, Rav Herschel Shechter wrote the same thing, is that there's a question of Kotev. When you're passing by a camera and you don't have Kavana, the main heter is because it's lo nichale, lo But when you're standing in front of a camera and you have, and you have Kavana to show your face, so that's called, that's called nichale. And it could be you're, you're making a picture that you're showing yourself. That's how Rabbi Yashiv, Rav, uh, Rav, Rav Karelitz, Rav, um, Bruce Shechter also understands. It could be a Sederabanan because it's Enoshel Kayamo or Shlokadargo, however you want to say it. But, but there definitely, there's, there's a bigger question over here. 
regarding. So besides the fact that electricity ends up, third of all, is that, well, they say they're going to leave it on before Yom Tov. Everybody who used Zoom, now this Zoom is working very well, is because we're talking about millennials over here. Or people who are a little bit, you know, younger guys. And you guys know how to work this Zoom. But elderly people are not the most technologically savvy people all the time. And you're going to tell me that they're going to start using it after 40 minutes. They didn't subscribe to the real plan. It's going to go off. It could be a bunch of takalot. And what type of message is it showing? Uh, if this is allowed, then television is also allowed. Where does it stop? So I don't believe, I, I believe that certain Rabbanim that signed on to it only understood about a certain scenario where it's a pikuach nefesh. I just saw actually today, Rav Shlomo Amar wrote a letter also saying that chas v'shom tabimat, there's such a thing. I don't think it has to do anything with Moroccans or not. Really. Moroccans got a bad rap for this. It has nothing to do with Moroccans. It has to do with a question whether you call it enough of a suffix sakana or not. And if you do, go ahead. Chaz v'shalom. We're the most, uh, we're the most, uh, Am Yisrael. Anytime there's a suffix sakana, that's what we go by. So, that is, uh, that is what I, that, that regarding the, regarding this point zoom, I just wanted to bring it up because, because you shouldn't understand that 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 just because a certain Moroccan post can say something, that's the minhag. Each thing you have to know what was really nahug, and and that's a whole separate shiur. The chazonish says something that's got a minhag is something that the chachamim of the place had to be noig that way. So if the chachamim of a place are noig a certain way, then that's called the minhag. The chachamim are not noig a certain way, and a certain people were noig. Not always that called a minag. Each thing has to be examined properly, which was the point of my sefer, to go on each point and say, what was nahug mimikedem, and what was only a minag that was, uh, that was, uh, you know, like everybody throwing a bunch of water on each other on Shavuot. There was a minag to sprinkle a little bit of water, but just like that, to go crazy, the Rabbanim were against it. So, there are certain minagim where I'm the first one to say we have to be mevatal minhag. I'll, I'll, I'll leave you up with that, like this, that, that there is a minag tamua in Morocco. I don't know what to do with this myself. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you, this is a minag where I have problems with. Uh, we're over time, right, Rabbi Javahari? I'll finish up with this. We, we are over time. We have a few minutes buffer, so you can finish. Okay, so let's finish with this. Is that Rav, Rav, uh, Rav, um, in, in my sefer, the end of Orachaim, Right, there was a minag in Morocco that the woman wouldn't listen to the Kriyat Megillah during the day. Ah, it says in the Gemara not that way. Eh, it was their minhag. So I bring the minhag on top and I write one of the sources, Rav Chaim Misas, who was the father of Yosef Misas and the Rav of Rav Valbartoladan, who writes in the name of one of the great Berdugos of a few generations back, one of the Gdoleador. That yes, because they were tarud be mitzvah, or, or that, that, that was the minhag. So just to finish off, even though I wrote 
that that the minhag, this was the minhag, I wrote on the bottom that I don't understand it, v'tzarechiyon. The Sefer Elkut Yosef, he asks, how could I write such a minhag? I myself don't understand so much what the smach is, but it was written in the name of Gdole Ador. So at least I'm defending on top what, what the minhag was. Whether we follow this minhag or not, that's going to be another question. But at least we should know, and this is the knowledge, and this is what I want to end off with, is that when a minhag has a pikpuk, and we're not sure what the, if the minhag has what to rely on or not, it's always better to, 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 put the, to, to leave the minhag the way it is, and eventually we'll figure it out. And I wrote actually that nowadays women are uh, women women are not as tarud, and they are more careful. Maybe nowadays it changed, and we would be able to have women listen to the Megillah. Chazaku Baruch. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.